Give me your way to early Packers prediction. What is their record going to be as the schedule dropped last night? Yeah. All right, so let's talk about it. I'm going to give it to you game by freaking game. September 13th, Sunday, 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 week one. It's a nooner. The Packers are going to Minnesota to take on the Vikings. What do you guys think? Gut reaction right away. Win or loss? Starting the season 0-1. Oof. I also kind of agree with you there. RJ? Uh, uh, Win. Wow. That was convincing. Yeah, that was very convincing. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Win. I had to think. (laughs) Where's your coffee? You got got to think faster. (laughs) Yeah, I, I I didn't grab any today. All right, so 0-1-1, and 1-0. All right, up next, week two, another, another nooner Sunday, the 20th, September. But they're hosting the Detroit Lions. What do you got? Rowdy, win or loss? That's a W. RJ, They think will fast. be losing the whole game and win in, at 0-0-0 for the third straight game. Hell yeah. I'm here for it. Against the Lions. Also say a win. I think Quintez Cephas is going to have like 300 yards, but the Packers still win. All right. Week three on the road going to Taysom Hill. I'm sorry, Drew Brees' team. The New Orleans Saints. It's a 7-20 primetime game on NBC. What do you guys got? (laughs) I got a beat down. Yeah. New Orleans beats Green Bay down. That is not going to be pretty. All right, right now I'm one and two. Nelson's one and two because I also have a loss. RJ is two and one. Then next, it's a Monday night football game. The gold package on ESPN <laughs> 715. Does it say that? Yeah, gold package. <laughs> I love gold. Oh. The Atlanta Falcons come in the Lambeau Field October 5th, Monday night football. Boyos, what do you got? I think this is going to be a much closer game than a lot of people are anticipating. I think the Falcons are a better team than what they were last year. But I'm still going to give it to the Packers. I'll take that as a win. RJ? I will say a win as well. I also have a win. Moving on, week five. We can chalk this up as a win, boys, even though we won't count on the win-loss standings. Bye week. Bye week. Week five. Uh, uh. What do you think of the week five bye week? I think it's a little early. I also think it's a little early. Like, but I, what are you going to do? Like, you, There's no reason for an NFL team to have a bye week before week eight. Like, Agreed. You don't need it. Yeah, if you if you have it before roughly week nine, it's pretty early. Yeah. All right, so that's a bye week. Then here we go. This, to me, is a four-game gauntlet after the bye week in week five. Week six, the Packers... For a Sunday afternoon game with the potential to be flexed, Tom Bay. Gronkineers. The Gronkineers, the Tampa Bay Gronkineers. The Packers go to face our matey, the Pirates. What do you guys got? The Pirates. <laughs> I'm actually taking Green Bay in this one. Coming what? off a bye, they're on the road, so I feel like they're going to be more focused. And, uh, yeah, I think they come in and get a big win against Tom Brady. It's it's a team I can't name their running backs right now. And that <laughs> Darwin you, Ugamawale? And, okay. Ronald Jones, the second. But still, are you <laughs> afraid? <laughs> the third. Are you afraid of those two? Wh- okay, what, is, what do we know about Tom Brady and his career with Wisconsin running backs? Well, 
it's still part of the passing game Slices more so and than, than running game. The little bump off I, and then they go. I think you you see a Packer win because of the style of offense so going Bruce win? Arians runs. You're going to win, RJ? Yes. Rowdy, you said, what did you say? I said win. You said well. a win? I am also, I might shock some people here. I am a, I'm a Tom Brady guy. I'm a habitual winner, just like Tommy. But I don't think they get it done this one. I think the Packers do it. I'm also going to win. I think Tampa Bay's. I think it's one of those teams that there's too much on paper, a little fool's gold, too hyped. I think Packers get it done, especially after a bye week. All right, week seven, Sunday, October 25th, going to Houston to face J.J. Hwat and the Texans. You guys have a win? I think the Packers lose this game. I think this is a trap game for me. It's sandwiched in the middle after for what I think is a big win in Tampa Bay, and then it's uh, sandwiched between a game with uh, Minnesota and a rematch, which I already think they're going to be hungry for a win, so I think it's a bad spot. RJ? I'm going to go a win solely because there's nothing on the offensive side of the ball right now for the Texans. It's is this song getting annoying? I keep replaying the song. Is it getting annoying at all? I feel like it's setting the scene. I you can keep going with All it. All right, cool. I like this music. It gets me fired up. Or find like the old time. Uh, no, NFL, I like this. NFL films. It gets me. It gets me fired up. I feel like it makes me, you know, think of football and that we're gonna have football. We're talking the schedule. It just feels good. I also, I actually have the Packers getting a win here. Another one on the road against the Texans. I, I don't know if I'm a big believer in Deshaun Watson. He's very fun to watch. Don't get me wrong. Did they address much of their line issues? Deshaun Watson was getting like sacked nonstop. I feel like Zadarius Smith is going to have like ten sacks in this game. <laughs> he absolutely could, and like I said, Deshaun I mean, Watson gets absolutely annihilated. They've like every game. They've made every offensive blunder move a GM could so far this year. Yeah, I think the Texans are going to kind of stink. All right, Week Eight, Sunday, November first, the Packers will host for a nooner. They will host the Minnesota Vikings at Lambeau Field. I think after an embarrassing loss to the Texans, they rebound, focus, and uh, get some revenge on the Vikings for a loss earlier in the season and get a W. I am going to say a loss. Whoa, RJ. You, that's your second loss, and we're on week eight right now. Okay. I said a win. I think Packers take care of business. I already gave them a loss in Minnesota for week one. I think the Packers take care of business at Lambeau Field against the Vikings. I think they split with them. All right, here we go, boys. Thursday night football, November 5th. This is after just a few days after, in my case, beating the Minnesota Vikings. Thursday night, November 5th, prime time. The Packers travel. It's not really San Francisco, but I'll say San Francisco. The Packers travel to San Francisco (laughs) to play the Santa Clara. I'm sorry, the San Francisco 49ers. Thursday night football, prime time, Niners. What do you guys got? Rowdy. Third time is not a charm. Now nah. Matt yeah. LaFraud gets treated like a younger brother once again, and they get beat down. RJ? I'm going to go with a loss as well. My God, I'm also going with a loss. I think what you're going to see is another just will – the, will the Niners win 100 to nothing? Will it be will – it, will it be 50-something, 52 to zero at halftime? The running backs will have a combined 1,000 yards somehow. It'll just be a bludgeoning. I don't, I don't see the Packers getting a win here. No. Especially on a short it's, week, no, traveling out to the West Coast. On a team that's already bullied you twice yeah, in right. the last year. I don't, 
I don't see it happening, boys. The coach bullies the Packers coach. <laughs> all right, moving on. How about this? After an embarrassing loss, in our, I guess all of our opinions, against the San Francisco 49ers, the Packers, I had to switch the songs up. I was getting annoyed with that one. The Packers, week 10, <laughs> Sunday, November 15th for a nooner, host the Jacksonville Jaguars. Gardner Minshew mania comes to Lambeau. Did you see that weird video that that the Jags did release on their schedule? It was an entire no. cat video. Yeah, I, the, I enjoyed it. I thought it was funny. But the Jaguars. Yeah, but it was like a, as a house domesticated house cat. Yeah, little, that's how they're gonna play this year. Little kitty cat. Meow. Little kitty cat. I think you already said it. it's gonna be a bludgeoning. The Packers are gonna go in there ten days after a bad loss. They're gonna destroy the Jaguars. RJ, I assume you have a win. I do. All right, we'll wrap her up here, moving up here. Week 11, going to Indianapolis to take on the Colts. Phillip Rivers at Bolo Tie. Jonathan Taylor toting the rock. What do you guys got on the road in Indy? Week 11. Surprise loss. What? Yeah, this one's really tough for me. This was a flip of the coin, and I'm going to go with the loss too. RJ, you also have a loss? Mm -hmm. Colts have a really good roster. Yeah. Just in general, like if, if you gave them like a above average quarterback, it'd be extremely dangerous. I'm right. also and, going to loss on here too. And like by the time you get to week 11, that offense with those new rookies and Phillip Rivers and a up upgraded O-line, like that could be a dangerous team. If if Rivers can be an average quarterback this year because he was definitely below average last year mm-hmm. and some people think he's declining, if he can be an average quarterback, that team could contend for like an AFC championship. Game. I think they're going to yeah. be pretty good this year. I like Phillip Rivers and Jonathan Taylor. I think is going to be a monster. They have a really good roster. Mm-hmm. All right, moving on. Week 12, Sunday night, NBC prime time. Another gold package. I love gold. I love gold. The Chicago Bears, Lambeau Field, prime time, Sunday night. What do you guys got? That's a win. You're talking about Trubisky in primetime, if he's even the starter. Yeah, (laughs) I'm going to go a win as well. I'm also going to go a win, but I'm thinking by that time, Big Dong Nick, Big D Nick, is going to be getting this slime hog out and throwing it around all over the field. Getting his slime? Slime hog. (laughs) You know his nickname, right? Uh, Big D Nick. I I feel like this is a disaster. His slime hog. I think the Packers still win, but I think Nick Foles is the quarterback. But it's a close game. This Bears offense has disaster written all over it just from the fact that they can't pick one quarterback. It is a great song. I feel like it's going to be like a Gary Anderson-led quarterback type thing where it's like Bart Houston sometimes, (laughs) Joel Stave other times. (laughs) Is Nagy going to give Trubisky and Foles the, the yips? No, just just Trubisky. Just Trubisky. All right, well, I think he's already he, got him. But. Yeah, he's got him back. Yeah, he can't give it to Trubisky. He's already got well, it. Well, Trubisky got it by just watching. TV. He didn't know how to turn the TV off, so he gave himself the yips. Who can do this? Who can turn this off? And hell, this all. all right, moving on. Week thirteen, the Philadelphia Eagles for a Sunday afternoon affair on CBS. The Eagles coming to Lambo. What do you guys got? I got a loss. I got a loss as well. Eagles, really? Eagles yeah. improved on both sides of the football. I like Carson Wentz. Their receivers really let them down last year, and they added three in the draft. And mentioning one, just the, their first overall pick, would was uh, Jalen Rager. I'm going with the win. I don't believe in Car- Carson Wentz. I don't think Carson Wentz is, is – Nelson thinks he's a good quarterback, but Nelson also is toting Jason Stidham. Yeah, Jarrett. Whatever. doesn't matter. And then you have uh, 
Jalen Hurts. Yep, back up. As your backup. I'm going to win on this one against the Eagles. I think the Eagles Hell, are kind of fools. Knowing man. the time of the year, they're going to be Carson Wentz is going to be hurt. Yep. And Hurts is going to be your starter. Hurts can't even throw the ball. It, it's worked out for him. Yeah, in Actually, college. He learned. You watched his tape at Oklahoma. He knew how to throw the ball. Carson Wentz will be hurt. And if he's not, he'll be throwing like three picks and having a quarterback rating of like 60. I don't think he's that good. Fool's gold. All right, moving on. 14, week 14, Sunday, Nooner. Going to Detroit to face the lowly Lions. I think we all can agree on this one. Win. Loss. <laughs> Whoa, Whoa, Rowdy. Hey, oh, hey. Rowdy with the loss? Yeah, I think they I think they lose to the Lions this year one game. Really? And I'm, I'm going to vote it's going to be on the road. And, RJ, you're going with a win? I am going with a win. Now, are you going? You said earlier with the Lions that the Packers will be losing the entire 60 minutes but then end up pulling it out at the end. <laughs> they won't a- do that for the fourth time in a row. They'll actually have a lead at some point in time in regulation. I'm going with a win on that one. All right, moving on, how about the Carolina Panthers? Packers come back home to Lambeau Field December 19th or 20th. TBD, to be determined, the Panthers at Lambeau. I like what the Panthers did in the draft. They added possibly four starters mm-hmm. all on defense, but I think the transition time for Matt Rule going from college to the pros might take some time, especially, you know, I don't have much much belief in the quarterback, Teddy Bridgewater, so I'm taking the Packers there. RJ? I'm going to go with the Panthers uh, solely because of Christian McCaffrey. He is a freak. He is a freak. And it's going to be pound the rock weather. Yep. December 19th or 20th. All right, week 16, we're almost finishing up here. The Tennessee Titans at Lambeau Field for a Sunday night game. December 27th. Ooh. You going to be getting any coal in the stocking or are you going to be getting some presents? What do you got? Coal. What? This is going to be a loss. Brody? I'm with RJ. I don't think it's going to be a Merry Christmas. I think... On paper, I think these teams, you could say, are decently even, but I think the difference is going to be coaching, and I'd rather have Matt, uh, Mike Vrabel. I also yeah. have a loss here. I think late in the season, Tennessee Titans, their t- Ryan Tannehill came on late in the season, beasting out. He had the perfect, he had the best quarterback rating in the league, better than Rodgers, Brady, everyone, for the final like four or five weeks of the season, four weeks I think it was, and Derrick Henry. <laughs> yeah. Monster. I, yeah. Just I, think of him running around in right. December weather. Beast. All right, finally, week 17 in Chicago. 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 January 3rd, Nooner going to see the Bears. What do you guys got? I'm going to go ahead and say a win. Really? Win to end the season. Yeah, this one was another toss up game for me, and I'm going to go with a loss. All right, so here you go. I can't believe it. When I initially saw the record, I thought somewhere between a 7-9 and nine and a 9-7 and seven record for the mm-hmm. Green Bay Packers. So here we go. Here's our finalized, just right off the gut, right off the cuff, from the gut, I should say. RJ's got a final record of 9-7. and seven. Nelson's got a final record of 7-9. and nine. And surprisingly, after I initially thought a 7-9 and nine to a 9-7, my gut says ten and six. Look at you. Ten and six for your Green Bay Packers getting into the playoffs right there. Boom. What do you guys think? Is that winning the division? Ooh. Or is that just wild card? I'm just gonna leave it at that's gonna be in the playoffs somehow. <laughs> I don't know. Rowdy, seven and nine? Yeah, there's a couple games on there where I man, I think they could go either way. So yeah. Same. 
And RJ got a nine and seven. Nine Does and that seven. make the playoffs? Ah, uh, no, I don't think so. Well, they're expanding it. I know, but I don't think so. Couple tweets, real quick. I got the Packers way too early predictions going on. Taco Monkey, he tweets in. What's up, Taco? He says the Packers record will be eight seven and one. He's got ooh, a tie in there. Ooh. Taco Monkey, you gotta you gotta expound on that. Who's the tie to? Who are they tying? Whose sister are they kissing? We got D. Rich says if they can survive the first eight games, even with a four and four record, that second half of the schedule is much more manageable. Eleven and five is real doable. The first half though is brutal. Corey says, "Come on, Corey, we need some optimism from you, brother." This man's glass isn't half empty; it's it's completely empty. Corey says, "LOL." That stands for laugh out loud. LOL, like they'll actually play any of these games. Shaking my head. I guess he gives a record of O and O. Come on, Corey. Come on, brother. Let's have a little faith here. Rufus says nine and seven. That's where RJ fell. Rowdy, you have what, a, a seven and nine? The real Mick C, who's got the best coffee around, Mountain View Roaster, my man, out of Mount Horeb. He says ten and six. Book it. The real Gator Frank. Gator Frank, it's been a minute, bro. Where you been? Gator Frank says 10 and 6, win the NFC North, win the championship game. And then he's got a Gator emoji and a sunglass emoji. That's his calling card. Gator Frank, what's up, bro? Oh, he says the NFC championship game, actually, they're losing to an NFC West team. Oof, brutal. Coach Playa, Lance says 9 and 7, how we looking? <laughs> 9 and 7, Lance, how we looking? Well, if that's the case, I think the playoffs will be seeing. See ya! Nine and seven might get in with seven teams. Might sneak in. Might sneak in. More will be revealed, though. What I am really looking forward to. So the Packers have a bye week on week five. Very early bye week. And then after that bye week, that's week five, there's a four-game stretch that's make or break for me for the Green Bay Packers. Week six, Tampa Bay. You go there to face Tom, Gronk, and the Buccaneers. Week seven, you're on the road for the Houston Texans. I don't know how the Texans are going to be, but they do got some talent that's still kind of left on that roster, despite Bill O'Brien trying to pillage it. Well, it's kind of like Aaron Rodgers with the Packers from like, what, 2015 to 2017, where he was like that one-man wrecking crew. That's going to be pretty much Deshaun Watson this year. Yeah, They're going to live and die on his talents. And I I hope J.J. Watt's not hurt by week seven, because I really want to see him play. So Houston's a wild card for me, but it's on the road, and you're at, you're after you're coming off of going to Tampa Bay to face the Buccaneers, and you go to Houston. So this four game stretch here after the bye week, there's week six, week seven is tex- Texans. Then week eight, you will host or the Packers will host the Minnesota Vikings. It's going to be the Vikings. A lot of people are saying they could be, you know, the NFC North is going to be theirs. We'll see. More will be revealed. It's at home, though, at Lambeau, but it still is tough after two games on the road. Then this is the toughest of the four-game stretch. After the Packers host the Vikings at Lambeau, which is Sunday, November 1st, no rest for the weary as they go on the road for a Thursday night football game to San Francisco to face the Niners. That right there is pretty, pretty tough. Well, especially not only is it a short week, plus you're going out to the West Coast. Yeah, and you've been you're, spanked multiple times the year before. You're not going to get a ton of uh, you know film or practice in, and you've already gotten clowned by 
the coaching staff and in the trenches on both sides of the football. So it's gonna and what did what did we see the Packers trying to change their philosophy to? Wasn't it to model itself after Shanahan and the 49ers? Yes. That's the theory. So they're trying to duplicate NFL's a copycat league. If you try and duplicate someone else's system, doesn't it always seem like you're one step behind? Yep. Rowdy, what what do you like to say? You're only the smartest man in the room? Until you're not. <laughs> I love that saying. You're only the smartest man in the room until you're not. What's the other one you say? I like that one too. It's uh, It doesn't take a genius to have a good idea. <laughs> you don't have to be a genius to have a good idea. <laughs> Rowdy's got some good sayings. What was the other one I like? Would, uh, I don't know. It was touch me. Keep and them coming. <laughs> it was touch me and I'll touch you harder. Whoa. Yeah, if, someone, if, someone's, if someone's getting a little slappy with Nelson, you touch me again, I'm going to touch you harder. <laughs> there you go. Might as well. I love the Nelly sayings. All right, so I want to talk about some intriguing matchups here. But that, that four-game stretch is, to me... Three on the road, too. Yeah, three on the road. To me, that's make or break for the Packers. That's going to be a tough, tough four-game stretch. And you're saying, why make or break? Well, the bye week's week five. Six, seven, eight, nine. Well, those weeks, tough. We already had someone mention how if they can get through those first nine weeks, the first eight games of the season, yeah. the schedule loosens up. It does loosen up. It does, but then you have to remember that you're, those guys and their bodies have been getting beat up. Through the ringer. Yes. Because they touch the people and some people could touch them harder. Got touched harder. <laughs> their bodies will be beat up, especially playing that four-game stretch and not having a bye. So those games get a little bit tougher. Get your way too early in your spot on Nelson. Way too early season predictor. At Zone Madison on Twitter, Zone Madison on Facebook. You can do it on Twitch as well. Like the King on Twitch. He says, go ahead, be a bunch of quote-unquote realists, but don't come crawling back when the Packers get home field advantage in the playoffs and win the Super Bowl. Or you got J.A. Krebs, who just hit me up on my Twitter at Ebo says, J.A. Krebs Jordan, what's up, bro? He says, I haven't even looked at the schedule. I don't really care, but F it. 16-0. Boom show. Uh. Put some respect on that name. I don't even think Maury could script one better. <laughs> All right, so in case you missed it, Earl Thomas, who plays for the Baltimore Ravens, he got into a fight with his wife. Earl Thomas's brother, Seth Thomas, then picked him up. Earl Thomas and Seth Thomas then went not too far away to an Airbnb home. That's when Nina, Earl Thomas's wife, Logged on to his Snapchat account, because on Snapchat, if you don't have Snapchat, or I'm sure a lot of people know what it is, but if you don't have it, you can, you can see where people are if they allow it. You can see their location. You literally can track anyone. It shows you where they drive. It's crazy that people allow this technology to exist on their phone. You literally can track people down to like the block or even like the corner of a block of where they are. It's nuts. I do not allow Snapchat to have access to that. Do you guys do that? No. RJ, do you? I don't do that. No, it's not for me. But apparently it is for Earl Thomas because Nina Thomas logged onto a Snapchat, was able to find where he was. So she called up two of her girlfriends. They confronted Earl Thomas. They walked into this Airbnb home. She brought Earl Thomas's 9mm Beretta with her. She took the magazine out of the gun but didn't realize one was in the chamber, which, by the way, right now you're not practicing responsible gun ownership, obviously. (laughs) Someone else, part of her crew, about the girlfriends, brought a knife as well. So there's a gun, a nine mil, a nine milli Beretta, and a knife. So she busts into this Airbnb home. 
where Earl Thomas and his brother Seth Thomas are in the bed together with another woman who's in the middle. They're all naked. You can put two and two together. The menage a trois, if you will. So there's Earl not practicing social distancing with his brother and a mistress. They're all naked. That's not good. That's not social distancing. Got to keep it six feet. Keep it in the family, I guess. Cool. I was hearing rumors that... Uh, Hang on, real quick. Oh, what were you going to say? Oh, I was just saying, <laughs> I was hearing rumors that his wife and her friends, their favorite group and artist, the Dixie Chicks. Because Earl had to die. Na, 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 na. Well done, Goodbye, Rowdy. Earl. Goodbye, Goodbye Earl. Goodbye, Earl. All right, so Nina Thomas comes in with two of her friends, finds Earl and his brother Seth naked in bed with a mistress. That's when Nina Thomas takes it upon herself to pull out the 9mm pistol and point it at her husband's head. And the other woman with the knife starts swinging it ar- uh, the knife around aggressively. There's video of this. I kind of would want to see the video. Hopefully they're clothed by this point. And then... All bets are off. <laughs> and then this is when Earl Thomas got popped in the face. I think he got pistol whipped because he's bleeding out the nose. Apparently while Nina Thomas was pointing the gun at Earl Thomas's head... There was a bullet in the chamber, and the safety was off with her finger on the trigger. Right there. Not responsible gun ownership. Not good. Then Earl Thomas said, or the cops say Earl Thomas was then able to wrestle the gun away from her. And then he was running around his car (laughs) with the gun naked. So I guess they are naked in this. Maybe I don't want to see the video. And then she's running around. Someone else has got a knife still. And then in an interview with Earl's alleged mistress at the scene, she claimed Nina also threatened her and the other woman in the house, pointing the gun at them and yelling, quote, I got something for all you hoes. The woman claims one of Nina's other friends then started again swinging the knife around aggressively. My God, this is straight out of Jerry Springer. Or more Mari. I'm picturing like the knife that she has is like a 13-inch Bowie knife. Oh, you call that a noise? sword. So Nina was booked, the wife was booked for burglary of a residence with intent to commit aggravated assault with a deadly weapon, family violence as well, and later bonded out. Earl Thomas was not arrested. Court records show Nina was also hit with an emergency protective order requiring her to stay 200 yards away from Earl and his alleged mistress. Okay. Um, And then there's this. Earl Thomas released a statement saying, and I quote, stuff like this happens. <laughs> yeah, that was just, Wait, what else are you going to say? We're, we try to live the best lives we possibly can, and sometimes it doesn't go as planned. I, <laughs> Again, Earl Thomas's statement was, stuff, stuff like, like this happens. We try to live the best lives we possibly can. Sometimes it doesn't go as planned. I don't know. So what wasn't planned? What was planned? You were going to have a three-way with your brother and some mistress? That was definitely planned. They're really close in that family. Getting caught was not planned. I think getting caught and having a 9 millimeter Beretta with one in the chamber safety off, finger on the trigger, and someone aggressively singing a, swinging a knife around you, I think that was the part that wasn't planned. Right. But, uh, well, but, I but, think but stuff like this happens. Failing to plan is planning to fail because if you don't go into ghost mode on Snapchat – you're the idiot here. I'm gonna have to say it's Earl not Thomas. On your wife at that point. If you want to go get down and do, down and low and dirty with your brother and, and, and a woman and another woman, 
you probably should turn your Snapchat on ghost mode so people can't track you. It's 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 quite easy to track people on Snapchat. Now, when locker rooms open back up, what are you thinking as a teammate? I'm glad I'm not this guy's brother. <laughs> <laughs> or I, I don't know. What do you what do you do during Christmas? Share, like, hey, Uncle Seth, stocking? if you're because Earl Thomas got a couple kids, what do you think of your dad and your uncle now? You, you don't. <laughs> like, that's something you don't want to think about. Nope. Mm-mm. Yo, hey, Uncle. No. Nice to, uh, nice from, to see you, Uncle. From pictures, Seth. it looks like two out of the three kids probably wouldn't uh, wouldn't exactly know what was going on. Uh, but the one looked like it was like dead. Sometimes, well, I, some, here's what my biggest question is: Why, why do some pro athletes get married? All you do is hear about them going off on extramarital affairs and whatnot. You know, those ones probably shouldn't. Uh, but I, th- <laughs> I, I think they they do it to just be quote unquote normal. Is that normal though? Like, well, have no, you ever heard? Get married, not do oh. the not the extracurricular stuff. You ever heard of a of of a success story of someone cheating on their spouse? No. Yeah, no. old Bill when he started when he started banging that mistress of his man, his relationship with his wife it really took off. Like they really started doing really well together, and he didn't lose half his stuff. Yeah, I've never heard like of a success only, story. The the only feel good stories that would be pushed like that are like, you know, you're kind of like in a cult at that point. <laughs> okay, <laughs> like, Doc Antel. Yeah, like something like that, right? Why do you even join a cult too? By the way, because if you're, you're a, if you're a cult leader, <laughs> the cult leaders one thing they want to do is basically bang your wife. Cult leaders tell you not to. If you watched anything like I would just watch Waco on Netflix. Basically, the leader of Waco, he's like, hey, no one here can, is, everyone here has to be celibate except me, and I get to sleep with your wives. And they're like, oh, okay, sounds cool. Oh, that's good. That sounds great. Yeah, that, that sounds cool. <laughs> Are you kidding me? All right, anyway, 608-321-1670. Twitter is at Zone Madison. I just got a tweet. John just hit me up, and John says, listening to you guys on the radio right now, uh, did you talk about the tweet from Earl Thomas and uh, Mark Ingram's response? I did not see Mark Ingram's response. Mark Ingram's response, uh, I hope it's real. It was something along the lines of, because Earl Thomas said, please, no questions. And Earl Thomas said, yo, no questions. Dude, you're in the bed naked with your brother on a three-way. We got questions. We got questions. <laughs> I think we all got questions. <laughs> I don't know if I want to know the answers to those questions. That is so. funny, because Ingram, they're now teammates in Baltimore. He's like, yo, we got questions, dude. You say no questions, we got questions. <laughs> Especially when you say stuff like this happens. <laughs> it doesn't. Uh, I would say take the next couple of holidays off. Thanksgiving, let's just do our own thing. Christmas, let's do our own thing. Maybe a couple of years down the road, we can look at each other in the eyes. <laughs> but right now, right now, we got to take a couple of years I off. I think that might have been the same exact vice that uh, Seth was given to Earl there. Let's just do our own thing here. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, this is what I love about the offseason in the NFL. Something crazy always happens like this. And you're just like, how how is this even possible? I might be, uh, I can't remember, but didn't they play together at Texas? Hopefully they just played together, nothing more. I don't know. Did they? I, th- I, I, I would look it up, but my computer is not functioning. So the Sippy just tweets and he says, some semi-automatic handguns won't fire without the magazine inserted, but most Berettas will. Cue the divorce proceedings. Yeah, because she proclaims that she took the clip out of the 9 milli Beretta 
but didn't realize there was one in the chamber. Safety off, finger on the trigger. Yikes. Yeah, I definitely would be getting a divorce too. I don't know if I'd be hanging with my brother too much anymore. But I, I feel like this isn't the first time, so maybe they do. Maybe they're just a really close-knit family. All right, coming up, Rob Reichel going to break down the Packers' schedule with us. It was just released, as well as all the other NFL teams last night. I don't understand this either. I have questions about Mark Ingram, or I'm sorry, Earl Thomas, but I also have questions about the NFL. The NFL had a giant release show last night starting at 7. But all the NFL teams were allowed to release their schedules at 6.30. Why would you have a giant production if all the other teams released them? We'll talk about it coming up with Rob Reichel. But first, let's go to the phones. 608-321-1670. Welcome to the Joe and Ebo Show. Who do I got? Hey, this is Artie Ho. How are you? Artie Ho in the house. What is up, my man? Well, I, this whole Thomas thing, I think what happened was um, they got their schedules mixed up. <laughs> was that what it was? <laughs> yeah, I think Earl thought he was, uh, it was his game this week, but he was really on a bye. <laughs> And so his brother showed up, and they realized, wait a minute, we're both playing the Cleveland Browns today. So, you know what, while we're here, let's just do a doubleheader. <laughs> hey, Artie. Think, yeah. Do you got any brothers? No. Oh, that's, that's probably a good thing, then. No, yeah. si- no, are you an only child, or you got sisters? I have two sisters. All right, no, well, we you dodged the bullet, that. then. What'd you yeah. say? And no, we wouldn't be doing that. <laughs> I wasn't going to ask, okay? I wasn't going to ask. But, I mean, the, it, normally right now, he'd probably be at camp working out. His, he's like the rest of us, the calendars are off, and they both wrote down Cleveland Browns <laughs> Thursday, Wednesday, whatever day it was, and got it messed up. Well, first of all, he's not, <laughs> he's not practicing social distancing. That's not no. social distancing. It's not safe during this pandemic. Well. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're keeping it in the family, though. Yeah, I mean, uh, I have a lot of questions. I don't know if I want to know the answers to these questions, though. <laughs> well, I'm sure they'll be on Howard Stern next week. You'll get them all. <laughs> yeah. I, I, we're bored on these times, so I guess they're just finding new ways to entertain themselves. you got to do something. So, Artie Ho, the Packers' yeah. schedule is released. We got Nelson gave his off the gut, or from the gut, off the, you know, just shooting from the hip. He said 7 and 9. RJ yeah. said 9 and 7. I initially thought 8 and 8 when I first saw it, but after going through it, I said 10 and 6. What, what do you have, my man? I had nine and seven. Nine and seven? I think that having Minnesota get to buy, then they come to Green Bay on Sunday, and then we play at San Francisco that following Thursday. That's a brutal couple weeks for the pack. Yeah, after that bye week, that four weeks in a row is tough. Yeah. So we'll see. I don't know how Tom Brady's going to do without Bill Belichick, but I'm, you know, I'm very intrigued. That'll be yeah. the first game back after that bye. Well, and if uh, if we can get a running game going, I'm not sure who how we'll be defensively, but yeah, well, more, more right. will be revealed. Yeah, I hope you're right. That big weekend, uh, if it goes on where the Badgers are at Lambeau, and then Monday night at Lambeau is what Minnesota, right? Yeah, that uh, yeah, you deemed me. That's that's gonna be pretty lit, dude. That's gonna be crazy. Yeah, yeah. No, Atlanta comes in Monday night, so Saturday night Notre Dame at Lambeau. Monday night, the Falcons, that'd be a great weekend. Yeah, it'll be a great weekend. And, Artie, just in case, I mean, turn your Snapchat on um, ghost mode, take all the bullets out of any guns you have, because if you do have a little vacation, and I'm not, <laughs> like if you meet up with a friend or something, make sure your wife is well in the know. Just cover your bases, okay, buddy? Yeah, make sure you do the same thing with your brother. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, I, do Artie, I was going to say, it sounds like uh, Earl Thomas had his bullet out of the chamber. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Artie. <laughs>
yeah. See you, buddy. Uh, I'm close with my brother, but or my brothers, but I'm not that close. We'll just leave it at that, okay? <laughs> All right, here we go. So I'm looking at the schedule here. And before Rob Reichel joins us to break it down, week six, after the week five bye week, the Packers at Tampa Bay. This will be Aaron Rodgers versus Tom Brady for the third time in their career. They each have won a game with Brady winning in 2018 with the Pats. And there is a good chance that this could be the last meeting between the two with Brady at 43 and now not knowing what he's going to do uh, in the future. I'm very stoked for this game. Are you, are you as excited about that matchup as you were with Big Mike versus Belichick? No. Brady versus Rodgers? Bill Belichick, after the game, came up to Big Mike and gave him a big hug. And Bill Belichick was said nothing but glowing reviews of, of, of Mike McCarthy is one of the greatest coaches he's ever coached against. I'm not even making that yeah, up. To, yeah, you are. No, I'm not. To be yeah, completely totally honest, are. it doesn't have the same feeling. Bruce Arians, Matt LaFleur, yeah. Rodgers, Brady. Tom Brady, Tampa, Green Bay. Huh? I would like to see them, I don't know. Well, you can't, you're can't. you not going to see it now, but when Brady was with the Patriots, I would have loved to see that, I don't know, in a Super Bowl. Go look it up, RJ. Big Mike, Bill no, Belichick. I know. I was just... Being Bill Belichick. Contrarian to you since you what? To, so I, I put out the truth and you throw out your sling your fake news. No, nope, I'm just trying to get you bring you down a peg. <laughs> RJ to quote to quote Charlie down the middle Johnson. You can't bring this Falcon down. And week nine, week nine, I'm pretty uh, stoked for this one as well, uh, just to see if the Packers can exercise some demons. But Green Bay going to San Francisco rematch of the NFC title game, which was obviously a blowout, and the Niners pushed the Packers all over around that field. We'll see if uh, LaFleur, who is trying to model it after the Shanahan system in the Niners, can see if they can st- how they stack up against it. I'm excited about it just to exercise some demons. Hey, people forget, Evo. I don't want to toot your own <laughs> horn here, but people forget that uh, Mike McCarthy outdueled Bill Belichick with uh, Matt Flynn. People never forget. Thank you, Nelson. I appreciate that. Well Who's done. Was that six TDs for him, too? <laughs> Dude, it, I'm telling you, bro. That's how the legend that's of Matty Ice. That's how he got paid. People, people love to hate on Mike McCarthy. And people love to hate, oh, the backup quarterbacks always stunk. Matt Flynn wasn't much. Well, then how come Mike McCarthy then outwitted Bill Belichick and allowed Matt Flynn the sizzling playbook to throw all those tutties a Packers record? That's what I'm talking about, baby. But he was a system quarterback. Yeah, the greatest system ever around, Big Mike's. You know that Big Mike donated like 20 of his playbooks to the Packers Hall of Fame? They're all chilling there in the Packers Hall of Fame. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing. It's my shrine. You think if he wins a Super Bowl in Dallas, he would ask to have him back to give him to the Dallas Hall of Fame? <laughs> no, he spent a whole year doing the Mike McCarthy yeah, project. Yeah, different playbooks. Yeah, he met with all the greatest minds in the NFL yeah. to grind film and all, do the Mike McCarthy project. All the greatest project. minds that didn't have jobs. Yeah. <laughs> they met for so they, weeks on end. Who do you think made Aaron Rodgers? It was Mike McCarthy. So they... Make the playbook better. He wins a Super Bowl in Dallas and then gives those playbooks to the Hall of Fame when he retires. No, he'll he'll like dangle them in front of, above Matt Lafleur's head and be like, "Ha ha, can't get him." Well, Matt Lafleur wouldn't be interested in it because he'd be too far up Shanahan's ass. Oh, <laughs> all right, full clear transparency around here. <laughs> now we don't peddle fake news around here. But Rowdy, you wanna you wanna explain to the folks what just happened? Yeah, we may have had some misinformation. The 16 game was against Detroit, and they lost in a shootout against uh, the Patriots. Yeah. We don't but peddle fake news around turns here. turns out uh, our uh, stats and uh, research department 
Turns out he found out that the guy that was taking stats in the Detroit game was from New England. Yeah. That's yeah. where we got the mix. That's up. where we got mixed up a little bit. So classic, really. Totally classic. So we apologize for that. Don't we don't peddle fake news around here. It's just someone was just kind of I don't know if they're hungover today. Research department was off. Research department was just a little off. Full transparency. We just had to get it out there. Joining us for a special guest appearance, my man, Rob Reichel, Forbes.com. Robbie, what do you think of that schedule, man? Well, the first half is pretty brutal, and if they can get through that, Evo, and uh, you know, we'll, we'll get into this a little bit more, I'm sure, here, but it's just the, the, the macro, if they can get through that first half at, at even 500 or so, Evo, um, I, I think they have a chance uh, to light it up in the second half because the second half gets pretty soft with the, with the five home games, um, three home games, I think, in, in the month of December slash January. Um, trips to Chicago and Detroit on the road, yeah. uh, which, which shouldn't be overly daunting at that point in time. I, I think out of those last eight games, Evo, only two of those teams, uh, Tennessee and Philly, made the playoffs in uh, 2019. Uh, Philly obviously lost the wild card game. Tennessee went to the conference championship. Both of those games are in Lambeau Field. I mean, Evo, I just I put up a story about an hour or so ago on Forbes with some, some predictions, and and my prediction was they'd be four and four at the midway point, and they'd finish eleven and five. Um, and and I I think that's gonna, you know, like I said, if if they can survive that that brutal early season schedule, which which includes road games at playoff teams, Minnesota, New Orleans, Houston, and San Francisco from last year. And then the fifth road game, of course, is Tampa Bay, which wasn't in the playoffs, but I think a lot of people expect them to be in the playoffs this year. Um, you know, if they can get through that stretch, they've got three pretty winnable home games in there, Evo. If they can get through that stretch 500 or even somehow better, I think they're going to set themselves up for a nice little run in the second half. Rob Reichel joining us right now. Rob, before we dive more into the schedule, did you watch the release show last night? I was going to, but then the Packers and NFL teams released their schedules like an hour early before the show. So I just looked at the schedule and said, see ya to the NFL schedule release show. Did you watch any of it? Not one second of it, Evo, My because man. as soon as the schedule got out, it was released at 6.30, I was writing, and, and even the, I was even still done, Evo, by 8 or 8.30 working and writing, um, just kind of recapping the schedule and breaking down opponents and stuff like that, but but even at that point in time, we knew everything that we needed to know by then, right? Yeah. I mean, with with the schedule being released, and, and I really didn't understand that either. I guess they wanted to give some of their teams a head start to push their own websites and, and things like that, which is why the the teams were allowed to release it 30 minutes earlier than the show on their own social media and uh, platforms. But yeah, I, I, I'd be, well, I, I guess any, anything with, with sports related activity right now, especially football, Evo is, is probably going to get really high ratings at this point in time. But, but I really wonder on a normal year, if uh, you know if the ratings last night would have taken a, a pretty dramatic hit, just because all the teams had had put things out so early. I mean, if you're a Steelers fan, if you're a Cowboys fan, if you're a Chargers fan, what's the point of of watching right. that show then to get your team schedule right? There, there really wouldn't have been any at that at that point in time. So that it did kind of surprise me a little bit that teams were putting out uh, that information, you know, by six thirty already. Yeah, I was very surprised on that. It's like that seemed like a little misstep by the <clears throat> NFL, which is rare so rob one of them like you know <laughs> right. usually usually they're really good at that stuff and i thought it was very a misstep by them whatever though i mean i'm not running it i'm not gonna tell roger goodell how to you know mop a floor or whatever so rob when it comes to matchups here something i'm really excited about but i wish 
it would have happened more in their careers. Tom Brady versus Aaron Rodgers, but it doesn't have the same sizzle, and Nelson said this, as Bill Belichick and Tom Brady versus Mike McCarthy and Aaron Rodgers. Now you have Bruce Arians and Tom Brady versus Rodgers and LaFleur. Uh, what's your take on this game? And I guess the Patriots, or the Patriots, the, the Buccaneers and the Packers, are they? is this going to be one of those must-see games? Well, you know, Evo, let, let's wait and see on, on you know, saying it, it might not have quite the same sizzle. What, what if Green Bay goes down there in week six and Tampa's five and all, yeah. right? And and Brady and Gronk and and, and, the, and those unbelievably gifted wide receivers are just lighting it up all over the field, and Tampa actually has, has a serviceable defense. I mean, I think we talked about this on the show yesterday. Tampa has the fourth best odds right now to win the Super Bowl at 12-1. to 1. I mean, Vegas is all in, obviously – you know the the sharks are in the, the the gamblers are in on on Tampa right now, um and and really believe so. I mean let let's see if you know let, let's see if uh, Brady can catch lightning in a bottle there the way Peyton Manning did when he when he went to Denver. Or, you know even even Favre started that 2008 season unbelievably strong with the Jets. You know be, before he had the arm injury and we remember what Favre did in 09. So just just because a guy switches teams, I don't I don't think. Um, means the the matchups are going to have any less sizzle, right? You know, when you, when you talk about uh, Rodgers and Brady not meeting up that much, I'm I'm thinking back, Evo, 2010. You know that 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 was the uh, nobody's underdog game mm-hmm. when Green Bay went went to New England and, and had to play Matt Flynn, and they were a 14 point underdog. Rodgers had the concussion, and Matt Flynn and the Packers almost pulled it out, but. One of my books that I wrote, the book I wrote, Evo, on Mike McCarthy, your guy, was, was, was titled Nobody's, Nobody's Underdog. Totally based on that game, right, because then Green Bay never lost uh, again that, that season and went on to win the, the Super Bowl in 2010. And, and, and a ton of guys from that team, Evo, a number of players pointed back to that game in New England with Flynn when they went in there and almost almost stole one in New England as the turning point when McCarthy gave that rah-rah where nobody's underdog speech and um, that led to the title of my book and um, was was really a was really a, a memorable game even in defeat for Green Bay. Um, New England came to Green Bay in '14. Evo, I remember, it was one of the best. Reg- it might be the best regular season game I ever witnessed, and and the Packers won that day. Um, God, I want to say 26-21, but um, I mean, it, it, it was an all-timer. Um, and Rodgers got a, got a little bit better of, of Brady and Belichick that day. And then and then in 18, Green Bay, when, when they were struggling, um, you know, McCarthy's last year, they, they went out and took one, I think 31-17, took it in the chin in New England. So, you know, the, the, the two quarterbacks have only met twice. And Matt Flynn was, was the guy in 2010 when, when the Packers uh, faced the Patriots. And, and you, you know the networks are going to have a blast with this. Yeah. I think it's a late game that day, maybe on Fox or – Something like that, but um, it 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 should be a classic. It it should be a great game, and I mean, I, I think we all can't wait to see what Brady does in in Tampa and, and around here. Obviously, everybody can't wait to see how Rodgers reacts to the love uh, the love draft pick, and if and if he comes back like a different player this year. I totally agree, Rob. And I think after that that bye week is week five. I hate 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 early bye weeks, but what are you going to do? And then that. Obviously, we were just talking about Tampa Bay. I think that stretch, that four-game stretch after the bye week, starting with Tampa Bay, is make or break for the Packers because you got Tampa Bay, then you go to Houston, then you host the Vikings, and then that Vikings game is Sunday, November 1st at noon, and then that that, that coming Thursday is tough because you've got to go to San Francisco to face the Niners. 
that four-game stretch to me, I think, is make or break for the Packers. How tough is that Sunday, November 1st against the Vikings to Thursday, November 5th against the 49ers going to be for the, the green and gold? Oh, I mean, just, just brutal. I mean, they could have a month off before facing the 49ers, and San Francisco could be on 48 hours rest, and, and I would still tell you the 49ers were the favorite, right? I yeah. mean, it's I mean, San Francisco, to me, is at least two scores better than Green Bay, so they, they proved that last year. Those two games were a combined 50 to nothing at halftime, Evil. I mean, Rodgers and the Packers' offense didn't score a single point in the first half. He put up some garbage stuff in you know the second half of the NFC Championship game. Uh, when they lost 37-20. to 20. But San Francisco on paper, to me at least, Evo, looks every bit as good, if not better, than last year. When, when you look where the 49ers took some hits and some losses, um, you know, they, they lose Emmanuel Sanders. They use the first-round draft pick on, on a wide receiver that Green Bay wanted, you know, Brandon Ayuk. They, they, they trade away Brenston Bunkner, um, you know, right at, at, at nose tackle. They, they get the Kinlaw kid out of, out of South Carolina to play nose tackle for him. Every... Every spot the 49ers took a hit, right? Joe Staley retires at left tackle, and they, they trade for Trent Williams. They, they've, they've gotten a player who may not be as good uh, in September, Evo, but I'm thinking by Christmas that player could be better. And, and I'm talking mostly about those rookies there because I, I think the wide receiver they got in, in round one uh, versus an aging Emmanuel Sanders is going to be an upgrade for them. So San Francisco is clearly still the cream of the crop, the team of the beat, the team uh, to beat in the NFC, Evo. Um, yeah, I mean, Minnesota, obviously, huge division rival game. You're going to pour all your eggs into that basket, and then you have to turn around and, and make a 2,200-mile plane trip to, to San Francisco and play 96 hours later. I mean, good luck. So, <laughs> but like I said, Evo, from, from the start, I mean, they've, They've got those road games, five of them littered through the first half of, of, of the schedule there. If they can steal two, that's unbelievable. The odds are they probably steal one. Um, I, I mean, Evo, as I look at that, I, I don't know if they'll be a favorite in, in any of those five road hmm. games. Um, maybe Houston. I mean, maybe a push with Minnesota. But, I mean, I would think Minnesota's still a one- or a two-point favorite. They're not going to be favored at New Orleans. I don't think they'll be favored in Tennessee because the guys in the desert are, or, or I'm, I'm sorry, in Tampa Bay because the, the guys in the desert are all in on the Buccaneers. And they're probably going to be 11 to 14 point underdogs at San Francisco based on what happened last year. So maybe, maybe a push with the Vikings, maybe a push with, with Houston Evo. But I mean, it, it, again, at the end of the day, if, if they can go two and three on the road in those first eight, um, you know, or in those first five road, road games in the first half of the regular season. I mean, that, that, that's going to be huge for them. I, and there's certainly a chance, Evo, they'll be 1-4, and 0-5 oh sure. in those games. I mean, it's, 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 a, it's a brutal road. They, they just have to tread water, get to the midway point, Evo, somehow at 4-4, four and four, even 5-3 and three if they're fortunate. And then, like I said, I, I think they've got a chance to get red, red hot in the second half. Rob, last question before you, before I let you go. I'm looking at your article at Forbes.com right now, and I love uh, you have five, you know, five predictions after deciphering the schedule here. I love your fifth prediction. Green Bay will win the NFC North in Week 17. Could you expand on that for me? Well, I think I caught you off guard yesterday when, when I said I, I really think that the, the team that's going to give Green Bay fits in the division this year is the Bears. Yeah, you did catch and, me off guard of that. Yeah, and, and, and again, I, I like Foles. I know not everybody does. I like him a lot. He's, he's going to be a dramatic upgrade, I think, for them from Trubisky. The rest of that team, I mean, they went 8-8 eight eight with lousy quarterback play last year. 
you know, when Trubisky was serviceable the year before that, they won the division at, I want to say, 12-4 and four maybe, Evo, in, in 18. So I, I think Chicago's got a chance with decent quarterbacking play to get, you know, back in that 10-6 and six range. And, and I think that Week 17 game down in Chicago is going to be for the division, Evo. I think both of those teams kind of come in in that 10-5 and five range, maybe 9-6, and six, something like that. And um, whoever comes out of that game is, is going to win the NFC North. My guess is the other team creeps into the playoffs because of the expansion now Evo with seven teams if if teams go 10 and 6 or 9 and 7 this year they're probably going to make make the postseason but but my my best guess is Green Bay and Chicago are in that 10 and 5 range when we get to week 17 Evo and and that game's going to be for the division and and I compared it to the 2013 game when the Packers went to Chicago it's probably one of Rodgers' greatest moments. It, it might be Randall Cobb's greatest moment as a Packer, but they're at about midfield. Everybody remembers 45 seconds left in the game. It's a fourth and eight. They've got to convert it. They're down 28-27, and uh, they only block with six, and the Bears rush seven. But Kuhn, uh, John Kuhn makes a heck of a block and, and stones Peppers, and Rodgers sneaks out of the pocket, and he finds Cobb behind the safety for a 45-46 yard touchdown and Green Bay wins the game and wins the division to make Ooh, the playoffs. Goosebumps. It wouldn't shock me Evo if uh if something like that happens again here in in 2020. My my only hope and you know my only caveat on that is that that we're playing football because we yeah, right. all these predictions and all this talk about the schedule are moot if that doesn't happen so everybody cross their fingers. We we need Lord football. Rob, I First of all, goosebumps of re-describing when Rodgers the Cobb, because that right there is like one of my favorite Packer <laughs> memories ever. I've got goosebumps. And, yes, we need football. We need it bad. The football gods dropped the schedule on us last night, and the football gods now got to do us one more solid and give us actual football. And, Rob, thanks for bringing up Nobody's Underdog. I give that book that you wrote to every one of my family members every Christmas. They love it. And then I, I don't even want to ask what they do with it after that, Evo, but, uh, but I do appreciate you. Uh, hype in the book. Yeah. <laughs> Rob, thanks for your time, man. Have a good weekend, buddy. All right, you as well. Thanks, Evo. There he is, Rob Reichel, Forbes.com. Follow him on Twitter at Rob Reichel. We welcome in a god himself, Zach Heilprin, our sports director. Did you like that transition, Zach? Yeah. You've had better. Well, last I can't top last week. That was a, no, last week. Yeah, last week was, was electric. Nice. Would you prefer deities? Week, earlier this week, but, yeah. but you are a sports god. That is true, right? I like sports. <laughs> I like turtles, and I like sports. Zach, did you watch the NFL schedule release show last night, or did you see the schedule drop at 6.30 like, I have everything I need? I did not watch a single minute of the <laughs> NFL schedule release show. Um, and you know what? The great thing is I had pretty much the entire schedule written out before it even dropped at 6.30. So, um, Thank you, Twitter. That was good. Thanks to Twitter. Yeah, so I just had to fill in a couple of games like Tampa Bay and – uh, Houston and, um, you know, at San Francisco and just kind of where those games are going to fall. But otherwise, you know, pretty much the entire thing was known already. Yeah, I love the leaks on Twitter. It's so nice. So I'm looking at uh, your Twitter account, at Zach Heilprin, and, you know, we're talking about that early bye week, week five. We'll play four of its last six games at home. But great minds think alike, Zach. I tweeted it out. You tweeted it out as well. The four-game stretch right after that week five bye week, Tampa Bay, Houston, Minnesota, then San Francisco. Is this make or break for the Packers in that little section of four games? Before we before I answer that, uh, I favorited your tweet because I saw your tweet first before I went back and looked at it. So you were, you were the man. You pointed that out, and then I grabbed it off you. But I, you're the man. Hey, so, I but, scratch, I, you, you scratch my back, I scratch yours. That's how we work around yeah, here, baby. But yes, but no, you're, you're totally right. I mean, 
at least you get the bye week, right, before you have to go to Tampa, who obviously is going to be considered one of the best in the NFC this year. You have Houston, who was deep in the playoffs last year. Minnesota, which is never easy. And then San Francisco, who beat the crap out of you twice last year, all in a four-game stretch. And that, that last game is on a short week uh, after having to play Minnesota. Now, luckily, San Francisco has to play Seattle. Um, excuse me, uh, Green Bay plays Minnesota. San Francisco plays Seattle. They both have to play on a short week, but Green Bay has to travel. So yeah. that four-week stretch, I don't know if it's going to make or break because you have four of your last six at home and uh, really you know, five of your last eight uh, are at home, and a lot of them are going to be cold games. I mean, I can't remember the last time they had four games after you know November 29th or later. Right. Uh, so this is it's that make or break, I don't know, but if you come out of it somehow two and two, say you – you get the win at Houston, a beat Minnesota, and you split the other two, that would be considered a huge win. Yeah, and on your point for the 49ers, they, the, the, the Niners do have to play the Seahawks before they play the Packers. Then after the Packers, the Niners have to play the Saints. So I don't right. know if so you get into tough. that look-ahead stuff, but there could be a look-ahead situation there as well. Well, I mean, that's, that's, a, that's a tough stretch no matter what. I mean, I, I feel like at this point we're all looking down the schedule like that's a tough game, that's a tough game, that's yeah. a tough game. Like you can make your schedule out to be the toughest thing in the world, but – uh, last year they got so many home games early on, and you know had to play a bunch of back-to-back road games the rest of the year. They, I think they played back-to-back road games three times last year. This time they do it once, and that comes in week six and seven. So, um, you know, it's different. I'm, I'm also interested to see what the field looks like for them on a, on Monday night uh, against Atlanta, because assuming the Badgers and Notre Dame play there on October third, that's a night game. So you're going to have less than 48 hours to get the field back in good condition. For her, a Monday night game against Atlanta. Those, that's kind of a thing. I, you know, that's a good point. See how that plays out. Yeah, that's a really good point. Have you heard anything? I mean, have you heard anything no. about fans, stands, and whatever? No, I. I no one knows, right? No yeah. one knows what's gonna. No one knows any idea what's gonna happen here later this year. I. I think the NFL is proceeding like they're gonna have fans in the stands, uh, and they're gonna adjust as they go. I think college football wants fans in the stands. We're seeing the thing about college football is. Um, I don't think you like if some teams want to play and some teams don't. I think that's a very uh, likely possibility this fall. You know what I mean? Like yeah. there's a whole bunch of SEC teams have already said they're going to have students on campus and they're going to play. Um, I don't necessarily think that's going to be the same case in every conference. Uh, Oregon, one of those, uh, the Pac-12, and you know the Big Ten. We'll see if everyone wants to be in as well. But um, this could be uh, a really weird season for college football, whether there's fans in the stands or not. It totally is. And did you see? I'm sure you did. It was. And was it uh, who's the new Big Ten commissioner? Kevin Warren is that his name? His first year on the job. Could you yeah, big 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 Brad Davison fan? <laughs> Could you imagine it's your first year on the job and you got a friggin' global pandemic? But then he was talking about like he doesn't know what's going to happen. But then James Franklin for Penn State saying I couldn't tell if he was trying to make the case that that they should start up college football even if all teams in your conference can't or they shouldn't. Did you see that oh, story? He, he he definitely was saying they should. Uh, definitely, definitely wants them to play no matter what. Uh, they got a good team, and um, you know, there's, there's, he he wants to play, and you know, if Pennsylvania is open, and say Illinois isn't, or uh, you know, pick a pick a pick a state, and say there aren't, well, too bad for the teams that are in that that state. You know, we want to play, and you know, that's certainly uh, I completely understand. I mean, it. how would college football work if you if if you have teams start playing? And other teams in your conference aren't playing. Like I just, well, I guess. Yeah, I mean, you have to. This is look. This is an unprecedented time, right? <laughs> That's like, a good this, point. <laughs> we've we've never seen anything like this before. I think we should expect to see an unprecedented college football and probably NFL season. I mean, this 
football, I mean, basketball and baseball have been shut down for two months now. Like, yeah. this has never happened before. So you're going to have to make adjustments. And if it's only uh, the Big Ten and it's actually 10 teams, so be it. Yeah, it's just crazy, man. And, and yeah, you're totally right. Like, no one's ever experienced this ever before. So who knows? I, I just want sports. I just want, I don't even care if there's right. fans of the stands. I just want something to watch. That's right. not like yeah. KBO replay the Korean baseball organization. Well, and that's and that's the thing. Like uh, Craig Council was on Bill Michaels' show yesterday, but and he was talking about how yeah they want to get back, but they also want fans of stands. They said it's not that's not a long term solution. Fans are what to make our game, and so he was kind of pushing for the idea of having fans back in the stands at some point this summer, uh, or so it felt like to me. What he was kind of saying, but um, in in college football and in you know NFL, I I don't know I. I'm not going to put any odds on it, but I, I wouldn't be shocked if at least early in the season, maybe there aren't fans in the stands. And for Green Bay, that could be a very positive thing for them because two of the toughest places in the NFL to play, yeah, you know, crowd noise-wise, and I'm sure people have mentioned it this morning already, you know, Minnesota and New Orleans, and those are in the first three weeks. And if you're a Packers fan, I think you'd be just fine with them not having fans in the stands for those two games. Unless, of course, you're in Minnesota or in Louisiana and you want to see them play. But mm. otherwise, I mean, that's that'd be a huge advantage are a huge disadvantage for New Orleans and Minnesota not be able to play with that crowd. That's a great point. The only two drawback from that would be Kirk Cousins loves the idea of no fans in the stands. That's why his own home base can't boo him. And you'll hear yeah. that freaking Vikings horn even louder. That's my only complaints, you, but other than that, I'd take the sport. Well, you could, and maybe they'll go back to what they did in the uh, mid-'90s at the Metrodome and put in speakers and just blare uh, crowd noise. Yeah, they got uh, busted which, for which that. Is, yeah. They did, and so did Atlanta. So, yeah, I mean, there's – a lot of different things you can do to, to try and get, get the atmosphere, but I mean, it, it would not be a bad thing for the Packers if those two games didn't have fans. Speaking of the Vikings, a lot of people, you know, Twitter can be a pretty insufferable place sometimes, especially Packers Twitter. A lot of Packers Twitter is saying that the NFC North is now the Vikings for the taking. What, what's your thoughts on who's going to be the creme de la creme, cream of the crop when it comes to the NFC North? Well, I know the Vikings have a whole bunch of new players, and a whole bunch of new players are not getting actually to work with new players or with the, with the returning players. Yeah. And they, they had a lot of veterans leave as well. Uh, guys that they allowed to leave um, a lot of new pieces. Like I, I look at the Packers and I, and I go back to what we talked about a couple of weeks ago. Are they better than they were uh, in the NFC title game? Certainly not. There's, I don't think anybody would argue that they are. Um, are they worse? A lot worse. All right. No, screw it. Are they worse? I don't think you can make that argument. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think yeah. you can sit there and say, yes, guarantee they're worse than they were 13-3. and three. And I know Nelson's over there talking about luck and, and how much luck they had and all that all that crap, but it doesn't matter. They were 13-3. and three. They were in the NFC title game. That's that's the team that they were. Is that the team that – is it guaranteed that they come back and beat that team this year? No, but that's, that's the team that they were at that time. And, um, you know, what they're counting on, as opposed to adding all those – you know, they got a bunch of rookies. I don't know how much they're anticipating them to contribute, but what they're counting on is guys making huge second-year leaps, whether it's Darnell Savage or, you know, Jair Alexander taking his game to a higher level in year three or, you know, Elton Jenkins going up another level and, you know, maybe getting the old Rick uh, Wagner back. Uh, Rashawn Gary, obviously, making a huge jump. Uh, like you're, <laughs> You better start with trying to put his own contacts in first. You had a whole bunch of new – like a whole bunch of new pieces last year on defense, and it looked pretty good, but I feel like it's going to look even better – another year together. So like yeah. I, I don't buy that the, the Vikings are the favorites to win the division and you know quite honestly Vegas doesn't either. What about the Bears? Now I have two questions because some people are picking it's the Bears division to win too because they got no the defense. They got the defense. They got the Packers Twitter I see it. 
Packers Twitter is, for the most part... Insufferable. No, no, for the most part, it's fine. The insufferable. are what makes, makes it insufferable. Okay, sorry, some cheeseheads. The, the people that say the Bears are the favorite to win the division are the worst type of Packers Twitter. Okay, so, so the cheeseheads... No, there's, there's nobody, nobody that thinks they're going to win it. Well, I beg to differ. So the cheeseheads, the no, Bears... No, nobody, nobody realistic. Nobody that's realistic and is actually living in reality... Packers fans-wise, thinks they're going to win. Bears fans, sure. Zach, but that's in how, reality, no one's picking them. That's how good of a big J you are. You answered the question without me even asking the question. So well done. I was going to ask you, though, the other part of it, when is Nick Foles <laughs> going to be named starter? He hasn't been yet. <laughs> you know what's going to happen, is, uh, and it'll be hilarious, is that Mitchell Trubisky will play well. And they'll end up giving a huge contract, and he'll crap the bed the rest of the time. Oh, of course. That that uh, that is, I think that is the ideal. Like, I, have Mitchell Trubisky play well this year. That's fine. Give him a huge deal, and uh, you know, sink things. And we'll all cold. celebrate everywhere. Yeah. Zach, I appreciate your time, man, and well done on the Bears. I, hey, I'm sorry for cutting you off. I apologize. No, that's how good you are. Like, you I'm don't sorry. even you can you can read my mind, and you know yeah, what no, I'm going to ask, and you can answer. That's how good you are. Yeah, I apologize. That's why you're a sports god. That's why I introduced you as a sports god. You're all-knowing. Yeah, yeah, I apologize. I'm sorry. Oh, never apologize, Zach. All right, brother, you have a good uh, Friday, okay? Am I going to see you around today? Yes, yes, yes. Yes! All right, we'll talk more when I see you in the office. Later. See you, buddy.